charged in. Um, yeah, okay, well, we'll, it's been a while, at least a week, maybe even two. So we'll dive back into, um, we'll look back at the France game. I just want to open with um, just some opening thoughts. Um, Razzy Rasmus in the lead up to this game called Ireland soft. Um, Roman Entomac after this game said it's nice to see the fear on the Irish faces against French players. Name those French players, <laughs> because I don't think anyone's ever looked at Gael Fiku and felt fear. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I don't he, see anyone fearing that man. He said when when Antoine Vermi and Gael Gael Fiku had the I'm ball, not, no one fears him. I'm sorry, <laughs> we we could feel the panic in the Irish defence. Okay, panic maybe, but I thought it was fear. <laughs> I I'd fear the other two, but him not so much. Well, it could yeah. be a loss in translation, kind of thing. Yeah, um, but I thought that was just an interesting thing to start off with. First, first of all, Razi Rasmus said the same in the run-up. It was said in the World Cup. I, I know, I know, but it only came out during the week, and it's just, it's like if one team says it, like I'm like, yeah, yeah, but if two start saying it, then it's they're, like they're different, though. The difference, um, I know. In a similar vein, sort of. Well, just, I interpreted it as fear. Erasmus, like, I just saw Erasmus. He wasn't saying us. Yeah. Um, going up against us or about us. He's just using that as a throwaway thing. Like we were this, English were this. These are Wales. You have to focus on hundred percent. I, I, I know, I know. It's just, I don't think it, it was throwaway. It, it, no, it wasn't. Sorry, it was, it was the, the main thrust of it was. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it was it, about four, Wales. Well, eighty minutes against Wales. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it, it it's just I, I I get that it's like you know he could have put any team really in there and said they're soft or whatever, but it it would have to wrangle with me a little bit that uh he used us and then the French saying what they said after. Um, Do you think it hurts Scotland even more that he didn't even bother to use them <laughs> as an example? <laughs> yeah, the, there is that side of it too, where it's like you're not even worth the conversation. Yeah, because if we're soft, we are Scotland. Like we beat them up in the World Cup, so. If we're yeah. soft, they must be soft. But no, I, I think uh, like that's yeah. I, like what what is going wrong? I don't. I can't see. We have the skill base. We have the player base. Mm. So it must be something else. I was talking Sorry, to a we're, colleague. We're, we're, we're going left and right here. Are we talking about these quotes? Or are we talking about no, no, the Irish team's like inability to to be win. the best? I suppose. <laughs> no, Rob. I want to be the best. We'll we'll kind of that kind of leads us to um the last kind of eighteen months which have been um or last twelve months hmm. twelve months yeah um we've been up and down probably more down than up um yeah but so the latest performance was the game against France where yeah. I went in with a slight bit of hope but when I looked at the stats and our record in France I was like I didn't really have too much reason to hope. Um yeah, so what what were your guys' main takeaways from that? Like what 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 did you guys think? I think overall it was it was a bit disappointing. That's the mm. Well if you had to summarize I, it down in one sentence, it was disappointing uh, end to the Six Nations. Mm. Um My greatest fear, as I said multiple times going into it was we don't show up at all, it's another England game, it's another New Zealand game. Where we're never in it, we get hammered. There, there's no great, uh, there's nothing you can really hang your hat on. Mm. But that didn't happen. And in fairness, we were in that game for the first half, certainly. Um, but it, it's just something's coming back to roost. And I've, I've turned my opinion around on this because I, I thought going into 2019, Conor Murray was the worst part of the. Halfback partnership. Yeah, I thought Sexton started getting worse. I think okay, that's the result because the scrum half isn't giving him quick ball. And he's trying to do too much himself. X Y Z, and that that, that, could, that could happen. But I think um, I think probably Murray's played better than Sexton, and yeah. Sexton's just really. Um, I'm getting worried now that this could be <laughs> well, a. Hold on now, the man's ancient. How are you not worried a year ago? Well, he was. Well, first of all, my thing was okay. We had a bad. Everyone had gone a bad year for Ireland in 2019. Um, Sexton was doing well for Leinster, even if the Saracens game was bad. 
and Murray wasn't was playing poorly, but still getting picked. So I was thinking, okay, if you put in a faster scrum half, maybe that alleviates it somewhat. Well, just put it like this to you, okay? There's a World Cup in three years. Why is Sexton still our starting out half? Because he certainly won't be in three years. He might be. <laughs> I sincerely hope not, <laughs> for his own sake. I'm like I'm terrified he'll have the wrong Magara into his career, which he doesn't deserve. Ron Magara didn't deserve that shit. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think, um, yeah, I, I wanted him to retire at, at the end of last season. I think I said it, but I thought, I genuinely believed we'd win the European Cup and the Pro 14, so I thought, like, okay, it's literally perfect time for the man to retire because, you know, if you retire on, a, on some sort of fabulous win, then at least it doesn't... I don't know. You feel like he closed the page on the book or something. I know it's something he's done before, but uh, it would have been a good end, I feel. And now I'm thinking he's going to have to end in a bad fashion. But he's he's too stubborn to not not keep trying to claw some sort of fabulous ending, I think. Like, would you pick him for the Lions store maybe and then have him end his career after that? That could work. The thing is, I'm thinking of the Lions tour out half. So you have most likely Farrell probably, although that's not a certainty either because Farrell hasn't been playing well. Yep. The Welsh Is Reach Patchell's name floating around there? I don't think so. The Welsh? (laughs) Uh, That could be just because Wales are falling apart at the moment, but then you have Mm -hmm. Finn Russell, who I do not rate as an out half. Mm. But that's biased for me. Mm. They'll bring Um, him to sell to like as a sales point. Yeah, like I can bring him in as the the third choice guy or whatever. But... I just don't trust him one any any which way. Um so I don't know who the ten will be. But like I feel like I don't know, like Sexton wants to end on some sort of glory, I would think, because he's had so much glory. But I don't know if he's capable of that. Or I don't know if he's capable of realizing, like in the moment of glory, realizing that. I should back away now rather than saying, I want more of this and keep just saying, I want more of this. I want more of this until it inevitably ends in some sort of heartbreak for, for everyone really. Well, um, some of that kind of is related to when Sexton had to come off. And um, I saw a lot of stuff about this after uh, that. um, He was kind of throwing a bit of a hissy fit and wasn't overly happy. Well, I think we've all seen him doing that before. I think, haven't we? Yeah, but, but I think some people are making the point he's the captain of the, the okay, national team. Yeah, that does make a bit of a difference. Yeah. But what, what did you guys think that? Like? I thought he was totally justified in taking him off. Like, yeah. Well, you know what I mean? But Ross Byrne didn't do, do anything when he came on. But no, I, I agree. But it's not about whether Ross Byrne yeah. did or didn't do something, really, I don't think, in that situation. It's about trying to change it up and realizing that if we're to win here, we need some sort of mad miracle that Sexton is probably less likely to bring at that point in the game than Ross Byrne who like I'm not saying he's some Finn Russell type character but you know he might just bring that little bit of difference that little bit of freshness that and and the fact that Sexton couldn't understand that in the moment is a bit of a I suppose a letdown of the man but again like I'm I'm not gonna rag on Sexton before show doing something like that because that's, that's how he plays. He plays he's a very passionate player. Yeah, that, that, that's what I mean. And I can understand yeah, he why didn't he didn't think of anything of from what, mm-hmm. he, um, what he said. But, like, he's the captain there, so you can't have the same... It's not the same I don't think he's a good captain because no. I think he's too volatile. Yeah, exactly. And we saw Plus this in the Munster, the Munster-Lenster match where we got two red cards, uh, like, two years ago. One red card. Okay, sorry, yeah. We didn't get more but, red uh, cards. That match, to me, just totally sold me on why Sexton can't be captain because he's the kind of guy that when he's angry, you feel like everyone has to walk on eggshells around him, which is not what you want, I don't think. No, that, that, that's your circumstances. You, you might want to have some of that in your squad like that. Yeah. Like the race standards to make sure that people are really giving it their all. Mm. Things of that nature, it, but like when he's, when he's the captain, maybe not necessarily is this something you want. I think the raising standards and all that can come from a positive place and I think when he gets in that mood it comes from a negative um, place and I think more people are more likely to make mistakes when they have an eggshell mentality which I feel like when sex and turns a lot of people get that way or at least it feels like a lot of people get that way 
just a nervousness creeps in or a sort of a, an anxiety. And I think that's reflected in the play. And like the problem with that is Sexton can't be brilliant or constantly not in this aggro mood like all the time. And it reflects then out on the field when people start making stupid errors. Mm. But the um, I was thinking this the, the the idea the question of leadership. Yeah, and Bernard Jackman was on a podcast this week saying that the um the Irish leadership team basically was Roy Best. He's gone. Peter Romani, Sexton, Earls, Furlong was just in it, mm. um, and Stander. Okay. Um. So if that's the leadership team, like the basically because okay, Best is probably the best of those. If you forgive that pun, <laughs> and with him gone, Peter Manny out of the starting team, Earl's gone, Furlong not there. It's only himself and Stander pretty much out of mm. that leadership team. So there's a lack of leadership, I think, within the whole team. Mm. Um, and so and this is why, and because of that, Sexton is captain, of course. So it's putting more and more pressure on him as a player mm. and a captain. I don't think. It's working, to be honest. I don't know that I've ever seen Sexton as captain work over a protracted period of time. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not been tried and tested. It's it's not a stable basis off of which to launch a campaign. And I think, obviously... Yeah, as, a, as, a, as a leader, yes, but not as captain. That's not the main... The, well, yeah, he can be a leadership role there, but you need... I think, for me, you need you need a captain who, like, is consistent in whatever it is that he's doing. And I don't think Sexton has that men, the sort of characteristic of consistency in how he carries on, if you know what I mean. Yeah. He, he seems kind of hot and cold. Where he's happy one minute, and then the next minute he's throwing you a glare, which I don't know. I'd rather always be getting glares or always have a happy person, just in terms of how I would be dealing with them, I guess, in a working relationship, which they are. But, but it's it's like. different though from the you or me working and somebody in a professional sports environment. Mm. I know. I think humans are humans. Like you take them in any context and these sort of, obviously they have the psychology people, psychology people working <laughs> behind the scenes to like uh, keep their heads in that. But I think it bleeds through. But, but now what? the issue of, as you say, Neil, the, the lack of a leadership role and you can't really just, you can't just make someone a leader. You know what I mean? We're, we're, mm. We are where we are. Like, what, what for a long come back and save today? Seems unlikely. Mm. So, yeah, just, sorry, but just um, the, the problem is now that it's alleviated in some areas, but if you have to keep someone like Peter Manny, because we were a bit confused about why Peter Manny was still in this team, mm. at least I was. Yes. But if it's because it's for leadership. Mm-hmm. Then that, that explains this. That can have a negative effect in other areas where like the best player is not in or you, you can't get the balance you want because you're banking heavily on this leadership. Mm. Yeah. I I was under the impression, though, that he was there on that team because he threw, threw an offload. Mm. Was, is that not the case? <laughs> Are you suggesting at all? <laughs> No, that totally stands to reason what you said there, though. Like, I, I wouldn't have thought of Furlong as sort of a leadership guy. He would have said a role, yeah, but the fact is, this kind of has been gutted, really, hasn't it? Like, yeah. you look at what, who else is there, and you don't really, you can't see anyone even on the way to filling that role, much less. James Ryan is the only one that springs to mind. Yeah. yeah. And Henderson will be to a degree because he's captain Ulster a few times, but he's not. He, Somebody who could take a whole team on their back kind of thing. Well, let's talk about like one instance in the French match where I think leadership was perhaps uh, misjudged was the decision mm. not to take the three points before yeah, half time. Yeah. yeah. Which comes from the previous match to a slight degree of well, we need to score as much points now. If we didn't concede yeah. that last try, and we never know what would happen in the English-Italy game after that. Yeah. But Can- can I just make one point about the whole points thing? Um, I was very confused because you know when Ireland got that first penalty in the first half, yeah, in, inside yeah. their own half, 
and they they get Conor Murray to try and kick fifty plus meters. Yeah, and, which and he then, has done before. Yeah, well, yeah, but but I was like, okay, they're going to try and win the game first, and then try and score, and then they just completely contradicted themselves later on, and uh, started going into the corner, and I don't know, it is so, it, it didn't make sense, it didn't make sense to me. You thought it was an inconsistent. Yeah, way I was approaching the. Like, uh, I don't have a problem with them being aggressive and going down the line. It's just, if you're going to do something, be consistent with it. Would be yeah, my well, for me, that, that one before the half made no sense, purely because if you look at it, like, you look at it fr- from a French mental perspective, from any perspective, a one-point margin at halftime where you were probably the better team in the first half. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he more than likely would have got that kick, whereas they go in having held you off the try line. like. It's totally skewed for how I would think they should have played that. And yeah. I actually didn't think of it from the points perspective at the time. But now that you said that, that kind of makes it a little bit more understandable. But I still think it was the wrong decision. And I'm going to say it again because it's a pet peeve of mine. But am I wrong in thinking that Sexton did his classic, boot the ball straight up in the air when you have advantage and hope something comes of it? Yeah. Because mother of God, like... <laughs> I am like I'd say we've seen him do that about thirty times, and I'd say it's worked out about once. Develop the play and is uh, generous, but develop the play. You might get another penalty. Uh, it's just or, something that's it's part of Sexton's game now. It's it's not going to change. It's been like that for well, years. It's no, frustrating. It needs to stop now. It needs to. Well, stop. the problem is it won't stop until he gets dropped. And at this yeah. stage of his career, if he gets dropped, he, that's probably it. And we don't yeah, have. We don't have someone ready to stand in. I would just love to ask him why he does it. Like, what's the mentality? He says, I want to reset the play. If anything happens here, that's, that's great. That's a bonus. But you can get more likelihood of a bonus by doing <laughs> no, other things. I think he just wants us to reset. And fairness, like Ireland, Leinster set piece is probably the best place to get points from over his career. Mm. Um, but it's, it's, I, I'd rather just kick it along the ground and cause some chaos that way. Yep. I'd rather him just not kick it and keep developing I, the play. I think in his mind is he wants the ball now to do something with it. If anything happens, that's a bonus, but nothing will happen, so whatever. Uh, I don't know. It seems like a, it just bothers me no end, I, I think. Yeah, I, it's, it's, I, it's just what he does. <laughs> yeah. And it's not been changed. So I assume that's just... Um, I. I, th- I thought like some of the, Fre- the French got a bit of luck, I felt, in some of Oh, I thought they were... Re- not really lucky but any, any mistake we made it was a try for them yeah like the first two tries were just yeah. they barely had we were clearly the dominant team i felt and we were yeah. developing things perhaps we weren't being quite as clinical as we should have been but, uh, no, but we were definitely going places yeah and then they just get like twice they get an attack developed and they have two tries for it yeah and i think they converted both of them like so it was just a real killer ah. that was yeah it was like it reminded me of new zealand in the sense that you always get the sense whenever New Zealand get the ball and attack, they'll kind of yeah. get a score. And they, France were just like, okay, we have the ball now. All right, that's a score, which is so, I'd say. It wasn't even that. Killer. It was just like, okay, Ireland doing something, doing something. They kick, they miss something. And now that's it. That's try. Like with New Zealand, that's always the risk. And, yeah. you know, they're going to come back. But that, that's why I didn't feel France were doing too much. Mm. Like they were contained. And then it's just a mistake and bam. How much uh, oh, <laughs> Stockdale is a big talking point? I think <laughs> yeah, Stock, Stockdale was a huge point. Um, he got he came in for a lot of the blame, um, particularly for the French penalty try, wasn't it? He yes fa- failed to deal with the a it, ball in. Is it me or does he look quite clumsy in situations that require you yes. not to be clumsy? Yeah, he's yeah. I. I feel like he's too big or something, but that's obviously an advantage in other regards. But mm. when it requires subtlety or agility, he just totally lacks it. Mm. And I think the problem is, like when Stockdale came onto the scene, he was an incredible attacking player. There's always mm. question marks about his defense. It didn't really matter much because, like, we were winning games and he was a try scoring machine. Yes. Mm. Um, but now, like two years later. I don't. I don't know what the difference is. It doesn't seem like he's learned anything, which is a worry. So, like this could be it. That's 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 the peak of Stockdale. Because I don't see what he's really added to his game 
in two years' time. Mm. Mm. I just think he had a great beginner's luck streak. I'm not saying he's bad player. It was good. It was good. And like things did go his way. Like when he went Neil, for an look at steps. a lot of those tries and tell me there's not an element of luck in them. Does some of them ball bounces like were just? <laughs> my God, they just went like he, he. I feel like this is a now a weakness of his game in that he still tries these kicks over the top. But they're just not paying off for him because you know you got to put yourself in the position. I understand that, but. The shape of the ball and all that, you can't 100 no, There's no real issues with him, his attacking game. Like, I'd rather, okay, like, okay, I'd rather he'd be more, he scores more tries and brings more people in, blah, blah, blah. But that's not what I have a, any mm. real quarrel, quarrel with. The problem is, like, he's making mistakes that if you saw an under 20s player make, you say, okay, maybe pro rugby's not for you. <laughs> that bad. I, 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 no, I don't think it is. I, I thought the ball flop. I thought that was that was okay. That's pretty much inexcusable. Yeah. It's criminal. Yeah, yeah. Like um, it's it's hard to think of mistakes worse than that in international rugby. That to me, he, that looks like a sort of like Devon Towner. He almost looked like in that situation, like just completely giraffe on ice or baby deer on ice or, or whatever the fuck. Like he looked. Totally not in control, and all he all he had to do was on the bloody ball and kick it. What anything like? But it just yeah. it causes so much havoc. Mm. When you know your fullback can't be trusted to do anything, <laughs> well, he can't be trusted to do some things. But. But, but but the thing is, on the defensive side of it, you can't. Like I remember him mm. chasing Johnny May. In England, um, this year actually in Twickenham, and him running up and just kind of touching him and Johnny making past him, he should have been absolutely bundled into touch. But he's just not that player, and I think we have to maybe move on from him. That may that might move on, maybe not like get rid of him, but I don't think we should be expecting much improvement off him. That, well, that that's an interesting thing. Um... Because that whole fullback position has been, since Kearney has left, um, it's been a revolving door now. We've tried Henshaw, we've tried Stockdale, we've tried Larmer. I, th- um, I think it's a, it's a, an issue in many countries, not just yeah. ours. True, true. It's a hard role to get right. Mm. Now, I, I think out of the players we've put in the back three this year, I'd put Keenan there now. I think he is the... Yeah, I'm liking the look of Keenan. Um he just looks just good. <laughs> I think uh, it's a testament to what we're talking about that Lee Halfpenny is still being selected at fullback. Yeah, but that's a, when we talk about Wales, like we'll talk the about basic them. stuff, which is where I'd start with any fullback. We talk about the Wales game, is it? I know when we we'll talk when we get to Wales, we'll talk about them. But I yeah. don't think that's really a, a plus for Wales. No, no, yeah. I'm just saying, in relation to a lot of teams struggling to find a reliable fullback, yeah. I think an example of that is Lee Halfman, he is still where he is. Yeah. In, mm. in much the same way that a successor to Kearney was never found. Because Kearney was so good at being reliable that it was easier just to leave him there doing his thing. And then once he's not there anymore, you know, you're up the creek without a paddle. What now? You end up with Stockdale there doing whatever the fuck he is doing. Um, yes, yeah, so just just to kind of maybe wrap up the um, the French not game. even wrap up the, the the French game, but like we were in that game for the first half. Yeah. Okay, they were they were getting pickoffs, but like it was still a game that we were contesting, and then it just just got out of hand. And I was thinking, okay, maybe we can win it by squeaking by with four bonus points. Mm. And then I read, I read, when I look back and I was like, that was absolutely <laughs> insane to try to think that was going to happen in yeah. that game. Um, it's it's worrying. I I, I don't want to say I, I have no hope for uh, for any far, but I don't, I don't expect much from Farrell's regime. Yep. Like I, I think in a few years' time, you might see him say goodbye. And we don't really get anything out of us. Mm. On the flip side is, I think we're in a problem. Ireland rugby is in a problem for the first 
not the first, the next, um, say, 18 months, two years. Mm-hmm. I think after that, we're actually in a, a fairly good spot, mm-hmm. player-wise, especially in the out-half scrum half position. Yes, that that's an interesting uh, thought, actually. Yeah, and because, as I said before, like I thought, okay, that's an, another issue when we're not picking, first of all, picking players for the future. Mm. I think I think fans especially can get overboard in that. Mm. Like international rugby is really hard, so I can understand why we're not throwing in loads of players. Plus, like Cooney's probably the best scrum half, Irish scrum half, last two years. Yeah, I would. And like, if you said a year ago, a bit over a year ago, said who would you want, Dupont or Cooney, you might think about it. Yeah. And now one's won the Six Nations Player of the Year, and one person can't get into the team. Mm. Hmm. In fairness, I think Cooney over the last year has been kind of up, quite up and down to the extent he, that he was, he was getting. He was deserved pick for Italy game before the COVID lockdown. Mm. Mm. Um, and then he took a it was a slow start back from after the lockdown, but I think he's he's getting back to. To where he is, where where he was. I would agree with that, but Murray's also on the way up. So that's a very. <laughs> I know. Yeah, looking forward, it's a not bad even that, but like I don't understand why you yeah. drop Cooney straight away. Yeah, when he's form dips, and you don't do that for two well, years. You, you said you said it yourself. The uh, international rugby is a hard thing, so it's it's better to stick with the guy who's used to the systems and and has proven. And maybe he's having a dip than it is to take an, another guy. I'm I'm with you. I would love yeah. to see that happen, but I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here and understand why there's a failing. I guess. Well, that that kind of I think I think they were kind of done with the uh, the French analysis, and we've kind of naturally gone into the. I was like, for French, um, would be very. I'd be disappointed if I was a French fan because they oh. completely collapsed against. Scotland. And yes. If it wasn't for that, they if it wasn't for their um, letting England back into the game mm. in the first match rounds, mm. they could very well have won the tournament. So I'd be look, I'd be very disappointed not to win anything. Yes. But also happy enough with where the French team is going, especially where considering where it was. I, now, it remains to be seen whether this is another false dawn or this is actually the. Well, uh, this French team is very interesting in that I looked into it beforehand, but um, it's an incredibly young team. I think they only have one or two players over 30. And um, it, it's like complete overhaul of the French team. So the fact that they were challenging for the title in the last game, even though obviously it was a remote thing. Um, I don't know. I think it it could could be the start of something special for them. Um, yeah, good. Which... Um, could be quite like I like France and I, I think it's good. The Six Nations is better when we have good France, but uh, yeah, it could. Oh, no, could make... I don't. I, I think it's terrible <laughs> considering how beaten us over the years. Yeah, it could could make uh, our our lives a lot harder. Um, uh, let's see. So we go on to Wales and we talk about Wales. Sure. Um, I thought Wales. That I watched the Scotland Welsh game. game. That was awful. I hate. That was it. a terrible game. <laughs> but even worse for Wales because they lost it. <laughs> yeah. Um. We, I said uh, before, like a year ago or so, that it could be that Gatland was holding the whole thing together. Yeah, um, and I, I didn't realise it was to such an extent. Yeah, and it looks like this could be a complete collapse of Welsh rugby. Like there's been a disconnect between how good their provinces have been mm. and how good they've international teams been, especially yeah. at World Cups. But now it could be that. You do need a uh, a proper structure below them, mm. and they could be sinking back to like the nineties, where Ireland and Wales are fighting for the wooden spoon. But mm. is this not a great thing? Because we will look less shit by comparison. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the more other shit teams that are around, we can hobble on board with our shittiness and still look semi decent. It's a great thing. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know if you've seen Wayne Pivak on screen during that match, but he looks like he's aged about 10 years in the past year. 
which I think is pretty telling. It's like it seems like I imagine a lot, of, particularly in Wales, I imagine a lot of stress comes with the head coach role, which I think Gatland wore quite well. And I'm not sure if Payback can handle the the level of pressure that I yeah. think applied to him, particularly when they have quite clearly dipped as much as they have. It's a hard place to be, I'd say. So I think he's probably quite desperate for some sort of results now at the minute. Yeah. And I'm not sure if the desperation will transfer into results because I think desperation is a bad place to be coming from. And I, I feel like if, if you're going in there with that attitude, to, there'd be a lack of belief from the players, I think. You know, it's hard to instill yeah. belief in people if you're if you don't believe yourself or if you're coming from a desperate place, which <laughs> based on one camera angle of the man, <laughs> I believe he is. But uh yeah. Tough one. Um let's talk about the the shambles that is Welsh rugby. <laughs> they had um they signed up Pivac and his management team for two years. Yeah, plus an option of extending for two years. I think that's a mutual agreement kind of thing. Uh, Sean Edwards wanted a four-year contract. This is a guy who's given them a great defense since year dot, essentially. Mm. Um, and they refused that. There was, now, it wasn't all their fault in that one. Edwards thought he was going to be the Wigan coach in rugby league. Mm. Uh, but it wasn't ever going to happen apparently and blah 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 it was in the public but they lost Sean Edwards now to France who seemed to be doing great with him mm. they've lost Gatland they've now fired their defence coach five five games in I mean yeah. after a five match losing run um, and now like this uh, there's rumours of it's pair, uh, player power mm. which is never good for Welsh rugby there's <laughs> um, there's talk that Pivac is picking Scarlet's players in the training squad, so Scarlet's get more money. Ooh, okay. <laughs> but then dropping in players from other regions to actual 23. Hmm. Uh, so, which they, of course... Um, I think um, like that, that, that does speak to a level of controversy and subterfuge. And I think they should look at that and perhaps consider bringing someone like uh, Rob Rob Harley in, isn't it? Rob Howley, because <laughs> we all know that he's uh, he's above the board with all his dealings. Yeah, he, he, that that's exactly what they need. <laughs> <laughs> A man who bets against his own team and sabotages. It. Well, but. well, here's here's this um, one one narrative I heard during the week for this game was that um, you had a lot of people saying that like. This was a unique opportunity where there was no world ranking points at stake. Yeah. It's complete, completely made up tournament. Um, but but at the same time, like I just get the sense that if you start losing, the pressure just starts building and building. And um, oh yeah, just, just but if you pick if you pick totally experimental teams, I think it's a lot easier to justify justify yeah. those losses. Yeah, and I think. There's a bit of desperation in both team selections of we do not want to lose. Yeah. No, I, 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 it's always easy for people to say, yeah. Um, oh, you should pick but, an experimental team. They're not going to lose their job. Yes, that like that, they, they they don't have to. They don't answer to the team uh, to a board. They don't know where they're trying to find the next job in six months' time. So I can understand that, but. There's a world I, cup I, in three I, years. I, I, this is something I want to talk to about after the this little mini tournament. Mm. Um, I think we'll be better, better judged to um, to to uh, comment on this after the these batch of games. But I'm not I'm not sure that's. As I said before, Farrell is the man for us. Um, now, maybe he will be. Maybe he's just trying to to get through these weird COVID times as best as he can and then develop the team as he wants it. But I'm not seeing that, to be perfectly honest. Mm. So you think Farrell has how long in the job? It's a four-year contract, I think. Okay. But I'm confused because... You said in like two years' time we'll be in a good place, but player-wise, 
like that. But okay, I, I, okay, I okay. actually much like I think if we had say um, uh, Scott Robinson or something like that, or Razor Robinson, I think Scott's mm. his real name, but. <laughs> I think if we had him, I'd be okay. We'd be looking to challenge early uh, this year and next year, but I don't think we we will this year. I think we'll we'll be, be Scotland, Italy, Wales, and maybe one of the other two big ones, and we'll rest our laurels on that. Mm. Um, but I I don't see us. I don't I don't see us uh, challenging for the trophies. Mm. Like uh, I'm not, I don't really have a strong. Uh, it's just more of a gut feeling than anything else. I don't have strong evidence. But I, don't, I, I think it's the fact that we just got, got appointed Farrell. Like there was no interview process or anything. Mm. It was just okay. Here, Farrell, he's your next coach. That was brilliant in 2018. 2019 mm. doesn't look that good. Yes, it's it's kind of like like you're saying there if. If you were kind of like 2018 or like, oh, yeah, just continue this, you would have taken it. But 2019 turned out so weirdly and badly that hmm. you kind of like, maybe we'd like to mix things up a bit. But um, uh, just going through the teams here, um, for me, a big one is James Lowe gets his first start, which I think yeah. is big. And, and for all we said, like, it's not too experimental. There, are, there has been. If there's a little bit and new caps and hmm. uh, people sub 10 caps like it like yeah. Ron, it's ronan kelleher's first start for ireland yeah, I, I yeah we, we kind of bundle them into the more experienced players but he, his first game was earlier this year he's less yeah. than 20 pro caps i think yeah so it will be exciting to see how he goes i think i'm just uh carrying a chip on my shoulder because keith earls is on the bench for some <laughs> reason <laughs> Keith Earls is still useful. Um, it's that type of mentality that's holding us back. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, these people are still useful. The, the, no. This should be cutthroat, I think. But I understand where it's coming from and stuff. Rob, are you looking at the teams on Discord, is it? Yeah. I see uh, Jacob Stockdale has been switched to lock. Yeah, second row. That might work out better for him. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> He has 30 caps already, which is a lot. Yeah, he, he, it's weird how established he feels, if you know what I mean. Andrew Porter is 28, and I still have him in the young mm. the um, young uh, man category. So, like, we talked about Stockdale earlier. Do we feel he should be there now? Like, Because um, he is so young. It w- it w- if, if Farrell does believe he has the talent to make it, it would be quite detrimental to, like, drop someone mm. as fresh and young as that, if you know what I mean. Well, he's not that young. Yeah, he's young for a player, maybe, but not for a, um, not for a wing. Well, the, well, the only reason I'm saying that is because I would have been in the drop-in camp, and then I think I heard during the week. I didn't hear the full interview, but I just heard a quote from it regarding Algara saying yeah. he would like, you know, he understands that Stockdale. You can't just drop a player because he made a had a bad game or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, that made me think of it from a different perspective of, okay, I'm out looking for blood, but, you know, it might be a tad bit unfair. Now, if, if again, he does the same shit again this week and has a clanger, then I think there's serious questions that have to yeah. be asked. But you want to see the man's learned. And as you said yourself, Neil, you don't see much evidence for him having developed or learned much of anything, no, I, especially I, in defense. I don't, yeah, I, I don't see, like, this guy's going to be someone who can change his career like a key earls would be someone who's a very different player to where he was when he started mm. his career it's similar mm. enough actually very raw um great attacking player and a bit of versatility where he picked but in the latter half of his career he's much better because he's much more dependable he's focused on his one spot he knows his limits and his strengths like okay you give me Keener Earl's speed is probably a lot less now than it is when he came out. But I take the modern Keener Earls over the proto Earls any day of the week. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, so let's look at that from a Stockdale perspective. Just look at what Keener Earls has given to Ireland over the years. Good, bad, or indifferent. You'd say it's a, it's his career has been a good career. 
then you could say Stockdale has that potential in him. And to yeah, make but... a rash decision now over a couple of clangers in one match, and I get he has, uh, he has dipped. In, in and my, my, my decision is not that. It's over a period of time. Mm. So I Phase would say... Him out. Or, oh, yeah, or I, I, him I would say, time. like, okay, I need you to work on this. I would even say it's a drop. It's like, it's your hands are kind of forced now because you're kind of retired and... Mm. Um, Lamore's injured and whatever you have. Earl's was injured. So you're saying, okay, we don't want to get rid of him, but I, I just don't think that do, do you play your going out and trying to work on his weaknesses is a negative. As in, like, see, I, I've tried, I've thought about this a good bit, and I'm kind of like, if you drop him, um, you could destroy him. Would be my yes. Then, then you're losing nothing, in my opinion. Well, that that is also that that is also the other point of view. Um, I just wonder, do you, do you kind of go look? This guy hasn't played fullback consistently. I don't know if ever. Um, so he's probably going to have a few growing pains, and we're just going to have to to ride with it until um. I I think it's until you decide that he's not going to do it, or or maybe he comes good. I don't know. The so. thing is, that's that could be uh, yep. a couple of tournaments where you're not competing. Yes, that's that's the risk that you run. And this 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 tournament, I think, is a un, is a unique opportunity where I wouldn't be surprised if we see someone else get a run at fullback. If if especially if Stockdale has a rough day tomorrow. Um, well, it's only three matches after that, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Would Would you like to see anyone else getting a run, Rob? At fullback, yeah, at, I think. In other positions, or a certain player, maybe in a certain position. Well, I'm already happy with JGP getting the start. Um, mm. Yeah, I, sorry, just on him. I think it's mm. it's a bit remarkable that Luke McGrath is now just in a very short period of time mm. out of the Irish team and relegated to playing these these grim matches in. Uh, Pro fourteen, yeah. Well, I, Which I just genuinely... great he gets a chance to um to contribute to the team that way to try to earn back his spot. I and... I don't know if he can though because I genuinely I think he doesn't have the mentality to be a big game player. Yeah, I've done that on, that on several occasions now, and I think that's something that's very hard to change because he can build up his confidence and all that in, in shitty games. But then, if that's his mentality and he goes into big games, it's kind of always going to. It's a, it's a hard one to get out of because to get out of it, you have to be in the big games. But if mm. you're fucking yourself over in the big games with nerves or whatever, then like you know, it's it's never going to change. Now, I don't maybe think it's nerves. I think it's, well, maybe it is a bit of nerves. But I think it's thinking his his fundamentals don't work under pressure at the highest level. Maybe not even not the highest level. Um, which means he's never going to be a great player. Mm. Yeah. Um. And at scrum half, as we see, I think I think it's better to have someone like uh, Gibson Park with his flaws. Mm. But if he can give you a, a better pass, a quick quicker ball off the base of the, the rook mm. than is someone McGrath who's like a say a great defender or a better box kicker or mm. source of leadership or whatever you want to assign to him, I think I think it's just much more valuable to have a Gibson Park type player who can give you a better, quicker, more a consistent pass than it is to is there anyone else in that team um i know james lowe would briefly touch on him <laughs> yeah so it's great it's great to see these guys get the especially mm. the new zealanders get get um get some game time chris farrell's good to see mm. uh getting some game time hugo keenan continuing his, his um run the irish team mm. um, um... And I, Kieran Doris, I think, probably do better at eight than he would at six. Mm-hmm. But I am worried that back row is quite lightweight. True. The Wales aren't the biggest team, but that's still a, a worry. I, I don't know, but I, I seem to always just rag on monster players. So, like, Chris Farrell, what age is he? Should, should he be there? Like, three years ago? So some random fucking bloke from Leinster. <laughs> <laughs> All our players are injured. <laughs> What about uh, Hawkshaw? <laughs> Parachuting any randomer. Yeah, no, but you know what I mean. Like, who was that guy, John Josh Hume for Ulster? Like, he's a potential. 
You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be a defensive player. It, it, there's the Farrell in Connacht. You know what I mean? True. I think uh, we know what we're going to get with Chris Farrell. Will he be Will he be winning us a World Cup in three years? Probably not. So mm. I know, like he's he's done his he's played well. No, for, I'm not saying uh, he's not a good player, and he's not doesn't play well. He's a I've no, no issue with, with Chris Farrell playing. Okay. Even like, with, like I can understand saying bring someone else in, but at the moment you're rotating Henshaw in and him in, mm. and you want someone you don't want, to, and you're bringing in new winger, new scrum half. Like I, I don't, I don't mind the next guy getting the game time. Now, maybe over the next year or so, you start looking at other options. But yeah. like in this situation, I'm happy enough with this. But. I just think there's no no more valuable a time, as Rob said. These aren't. I know, but you can't change the entire teams. You true. just lose, and you get nothing out of us. Like we're still, we're still. There's about four or five players there with less than ten caps, and we will be around for the next few years. And hopefully, there's someone like. Be- like um. Like I, I'm not, sh- I'm not. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot to say on the bench as well, Billy Burns. Mm. Um, like I, the, I don't really have too many quibbles about this team. Like I probably might want to see someone else instead of Connor Murray, but I can understand why you have Connor Murray on the bench mm. in case someone gets injured early. You need to bring on experience. Or if Billy Burns, like so Billy Burns, needs to come on. You pair him with the experienced player. Maybe that's the thinking there, but. I think Reese Ruddock should be in that team. Yes, that's actually a very good point. He's been exceptional over the last few weeks. Really looks way too good for the level that he's been at. Did the Irish, did he wrong someone in the <laughs> IRFU sure. or something? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's he's just not uh, uh, getting picked. Mm. Despite playing like that. He's a, he is a leadership. He's a leader as well. Yeah. Like what the fuck? He's decent in the line out. Blah blah blah. He's covered so many, so many Has, faces. Lads, have you ever seen him have a bad game? That I can't remember. Not I'm not saying it. he always plays top level, but hmm. he very rarely plays badly. He very rarely makes mistakes. Yeah. I think it's probably just maybe, maybe he's a victim of his own age or something. Is he even that old? <laughs> he's uh, not thirty yet. Yeah, yeah, pretty soon enough, but he's not. Uh... If it feels like he probably he he got a good few caps like a while back, didn't he for Ireland? It feels he's like got maybe over like ten years. Yeah, mm. maybe someone's thinking like, oh, he's had his chance or something like that, which I feel is a bad way of looking at it. I just think like his career, yeah, you get Sean O'Brien playing similar positions, you would Heaslip, Ferris at the start, um. Yeah, Peter Manny for pretty much all of us. Mm. And um, you had, there's a lot of good back rows out there. I can understand him never being first choice, but I think he probably should have got more time off the bench. Mm. Um, definitely now. And at the World Cup, he's probably one of the few players you could say really um, came back with the same reputation. Mm. Yeah, because he never had a bad game. He's like, he gives you. He gives you consistency, which I feel is perhaps needed in this team at the minute because I feel like there's a lot of inconsistency going around with individuals. And, and, and I don't, I don't. Go on. I do, well, I know you're talking about the leadership thing. Just reading it here, um, he was Leinster's youngest ever captain against Aroni, and he was also he also captained Ireland against the USA in 2018. So, yeah. I don't get and it. And he captain he captains Lancer all the time. I know, yeah. Not all the time, but you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. Yeah. It's a bizarre one, I think. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it's a diplomatic decision to have Peter Manny in that team instead of <laughs> Reese Ruddock. It's all about diplomacy with Farrell lads. <laughs> to fix fix the teams based on not trying to step on anyone's toes. He doesn't want to get accused of being a Dublin favouring. It's funny because he's the first coach we've had in a while that had no provincial allegiance. True, well, true. I yeah, okay. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I just like creating this imaginary narrative. I think it's funny. Well, okay. Well, we'll, we'll I think we'll wrap it up there. But what are your um, 
what are your closing thoughts like what what do you hope to see tomorrow um i hope to see something more like the Itali- italian game with a bit more counterattacking a bit more offloading mm. um i hope that's the what you call it, the, uh, the the combination of Gibson Park and Sexton be quicker than what we had. Mm. Um, hope James Lowe takes well to international rugby. Mm. I hope I'm proved wrong by a lot of these players, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, I want Stockdale to have a good game. I want Stockdale yeah. to have a very good game. I think some people get they get caught up when it's like when you say a player had a bad game, it's like you're not rooting for that player to yeah. have a terrible game. Whatever. You obviously want them to do well, but they're not a brave reproach at times as well. So Yeah, that's a good... Good they're sentiment. not going to get it from the media, so yeah. Also, get I, think, I think this could be a big game for Henderson as well. Yep. Yeah. He he could kind of cement a position in there. I feel because I don't know. It just feels like one of them lock positions is kind of open at the minute to me, anyway. And mm. feel he has it in him if he can open consistency. I think he has it in him to. Uh, nearly be first name on the sheet sort of thing especially with that leadership void that we've been talking about mm. he should be but he doesn't which is a, a flaw i think of he can't of... i believe in him for me um, um i'm i'm just looking at um our schedule over the next uh, four weeks and uh as much as I'd like to see them throw it around a little bit against Wales and maybe try and find a bit of style, I just looking at this game against England coming up eight days later, and I'm like, if we have to go in against England on the back of like a loss or a rough enough performance, I I, I fear for us greatly. Yeah, especially because this Wales Welsh team is in disarray. Yeah, like it's not like the tough Welsh team that the Springboks mm. face. Yeah, like this is something we should be putting away. Yeah, this is a. It's kind of a. A no-win scenario for us, I think, in a way. No, no. Just if we perform well, I'd be happy. It's not like an Italy thing where, okay, you did yeah. well with this Italy. Yeah. There's, there's definitely something to be, something to cling to anyway. If we beat them, like putting a good performance, that's, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so that match is on tomorrow at seven. It's on RT and Channel Four, so you can switch between the two. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, Rob, if Alan Quinlan is commentating on the one RT, I'll be switching to the other. I'm not even sure who RT have these days because they haven't, yeah. they don't have the Six Nations. I think they still have the Autumn Internationals, but we obviously haven't had them in like two years. So, yeah, I don't know who their rugby guys are at the moment. Fingers yeah. crossed it's not Alan Quinlan. <laughs> it's probably, probably not. But, um, I know Channel but, 4 have Jamie Heaslip at some point. Yeah, he, yeah. I'm not no, a big fan of Heaslip. <laughs> no, Heaslip gives you nothing, I feel like. He's just empty. Like, for someone who's such a good player, and such a smart player, um, like I, I, I get nothing out of him. He's not even a good talker. He, he gets excited, <laughs> do you not which like I think his, is kind of nice to see. Do you not like his inspirational quotes that he posts on Twitter? No, I don't follow him on Twitter. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's what he does on Twitter. It's uh, pretty good. Just it's right. His last one is uh, from Dolly, Dolly Parton. It's figure out who you are and then do it on purpose. Yes, yes. <laughs> I can live my life now. I've heard it all. He also has Teddy Roosevelt saying, comparison is the thief of joy. That's actually a good one, in fairness. Yeah, but it's not him saying it. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I love it because I, I see those things on Twitter, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's good. That's go. That's great, Jamie." <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, okay, uh, okay. I think we'll leave it there. Sure. Um, Lancer won easily in the Pro 14. Yeah, Lancer a five um, from five. It it's it's not. Uh, I like it because I'm enjoying seeing these young players. Yeah, uh, perform and all that. But I'm not. I'm not watching these games as a competition. Yeah, no. It's 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 it pure. Just okay. They they put up a fight at start, but Leinster are going to win, and they got their bonus points. Yeah. So what what else are you going to do? The Welsh teams have completely collapsed. It looks like mm. Italian Italian teams are maybe a bit worse. Zebra are better. Sorry. Mm. Um, and I think Scottish teams weird. are a bit worse, but not terrible. 
I think there's a weird arrogance that and a gulf in class that's happening with Leinster at the minute. I think people are saying how good they are and all this, and we can beat all these smaller teams easily. But then I think people are also saying we we lack physicality and uh, we'll get beaten up by perhaps big French or English teams. Yeah. So like it's it's as if they have us on some sort of pedestal that goes both ways. We're somehow the best team in the world, but not good enough to beat other teams. Which I find quite confusing. That's just it's, it's, it's cause our only point of comparison outside the league is Europe, and we got mm. beaten up by Saracens. And that mm. was mainly due to their scrum, but people just in their heads say, "Oh, they're a physical, a physical." They got thrown around the entire match, even if that's not how it panned out. Well, um, I, I look at it like this. It's, it's, it's also like a, a double-edged sword, it's like. It's like, okay, sure, Leinster are good, but the reason they're not transferring it to Ireland, the reason they're not winning European Cups is because there's no physicality in the league, so it doesn't matter. Possibly. I look at it like this. You can be a great team and still not win all the time. Oh, yeah. I you agree know what I mean? Like, and I think we are a great team at the minute. Yeah. Even if we don't win this, this uh, coming European cycle or whatever, you know, you can only judge yourself by those around you. Yes. Mm. Now, that's what separates the good teams and the brilliant, like the the, the top-notch teams. Was, that's that's what we want to be. Mm. Yeah, but I, I, I'm just saying, for now, you could be in a far, far worse position. You know what I mean? It mm. feels like an arrogance that needs us to be constantly world beaters, which is unrealistic and to me, a little bit uninteresting. Mm. Like, it makes... If we just won the European Cup every year, I'm sure you guys would enjoy it, as would I in, in a certain respect. But it would cheapen it a lot, I think. You know, how much sweeter would it feel to, like, lose again this year, say, and then win next year? Or having uh, a lot... It wouldn't feel sweet at all losing this year. It makes it sweeter winning and having had a lot. I, it does, I but I prefer to just win. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. It's 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 an interesting point. Um, one thing I was thinking of is um, it, you you know the way Lancer um, it, it's effectively almost two separate teams at this point. Yeah, you you have this super dominant Pro Fourteen team, and then you have the international players who also play in Europe, and they're almost they're almost completely separate. So it's very hard to. It's like us. Yeah. The team that fights. wins the league is not the team that lifts the trophy at the end. Yeah, that that's it exactly, and it, it's just it's this interesting thing where we're effectively supporting supporting like two different teams in the same organization. Yeah. And um, hang on now, are, are you advocating <laughs> for Leinster being split into a Dublin and wider Leinster team, Rob? No, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't go that far, but it's just it's just you know the the guys that have played in these first five Pro Fourteen games, they're probably not going to be the guys who we wheel out to play in Europe um, mm, yeah, and there'll be changes on, on mass and it's just I think it's just an interesting dynamic and I'm not sure other teams can do that quite as well as we can um, which is where our depth I think comes in just and it's so apparent in the Pro 14 that yeah. for the last year and a bit now Long may it continue <laughs> Yeah there's no sign of it stopping unless the South Africans come in and uh, change it up well, I see they're now back in the super. No, sorry, the champion. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. So I think if that went that way, the other one might go the same way. If you know what I mean. Well, no, I think the, they're, they're committed to. The... Yeah, I think their national team is going to stay with the Southern Hemisphere guys, but their their franchises are going to be moving north. All right. I yep. I would have thought there would be a consistent approach across the. Two. If they went one way with one, then they'd go with the mm. other. But maybe you're right; they could split allegiances, so to speak. I, I Which would be interesting. I think, I think they're the contract signed. Mm. All right. I don't, I don't think it's up in the air anymore. I think that that in the next year will be the, the Pro 14 in France. Pro 16. Whatever. Yep. All right. We we'll leave it there. So yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Okay, good luck. Bye. Enjoy the rugby.